I am so beyond tired of Predator's fans on these stinking Facebook pages going off on PK Subban. Literally the stupidest thing that anyone can ever do is sit there and go on and on and on about how the Preds need to train. Train him. No. <laughs> See, this is the problem. Train him. No. He's worth tra- no, 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 no. Here's the best part is that they're asking, is he worth $9 million? He's taking up our cap space. Oh, I'm sorry. Three Norris nominations and a victory in the Norris Trophy conversation means that he's the worst defenseman on this team. Predators fans, if you're out there and listening, P.K. Subban is one of the best, if not the best, actually, take it off. He and Roman Yossi are close, probably. P.K. Subban is the best defenseman on the Nashville Predators. And guess what? He's also one of the best five defensemen in the NHL. So if you continue to sit there and say that he needs traded, you're incorrect and you have no idea what you're talking about. Rant over. What do you guys think? I just think it's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, you can't tell me that Drew Downey can get paid $11 million and P.K. Subban gets $9 million and you tell me that he's not worth $9 million. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. <laughs> Welcome to the Hattie Podcast. Episode 2, baby. Episode- we're, we're, we're going in strong right now on a P.K. meltdown because every Nashville fan seems to hate him. This is not... A like overnight ordeal. This has been going on for the entire season. Entire time. The best part is his stats are basically the exact same as last year. And also the other problem, and he was hurt for. And he's only played thirty-two games. That's the problem. Here's the thing that drives me crazy: is that people in this organization, for some reason. Feel this loyalty to Shea Weber. They are... Oh, my gosh. I I understand that you love Shea Weber. I get it. He's a good defenseman. He was good while he was here. He probably deserved to win a Norris while he was here. Probably, yeah. But the problem is, is that Shea Weber... You want to complain about Subban's cap hit? Look at Weber's cap hit. Yeah. It was 7.8 plus another other other stuff, which equated to 14 million. But the true cap hit was 7.8 million for the Predators. It's... It's mind-blowing that people want P.K. Subban gone when he is well, – are they watching the I mean, do they know that if, if he went and tested free agency, because obviously he can't, but if he was, he would get at least $10 million. At least. Minimum. Yeah. I, I think at least eleven. And but, I don't think they realize the salary cap is going to continue to go up. I was about to say, I mean, if fans actually knew and look, if you don't know about the website capfriendly.com, look at our cap hit – it will tell you our cap hit, our projected cap space, every contract on from every player on our team and how much they're getting paid, our current cap space. People don't understand that we're not in a bad spot right now as far as money goes. We have money to spend. PK is not taking up an astronomical amount of money. I mean, we have Ryan Johansson for a million. Yeah, he's doing great too. But, I mean, we have a couple big contracts. We are not hurting though. I just don't get it. I've never understood it. It makes me mad. But I, We'll throw this out here. P.K. Subban is the um, 12th highest cap hit in the NHL. Players who are in front of him are Malkin. That makes sense. Yeah. Ovechkin makes sense. Kopitar makes sense. Eichel. Don't know that yeah, I think Eichel I, over Subban. Eichel's Gary Price. And he is making he has a cap <laughs> right now of 10.5. Wow. And he is about to start a deal and he's... 30. Um, his actual salary is 12. Uh, Nylander has a current cap hit of 10.2. That's too much. Um, yeah, way too much. Kane is 10.5. Tavares is currently 11. And McDavid is 12.5. 12. 12.5. Um, the other name that's in there is the uh, 10th highest is Jamie Benn. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jamie Benn. Uh, imagine uh, being 22 uh, years uh, old. Imagine being 22 years old. And getting paid every two weeks $500,000 for the next seven years. Just take that in for a second because that's what Connor McDavid is doing. Connor McDavid. He plays a few hockey he's games a week. He's 21, by the way. Oh, 21. My bad. And he's getting paid over $500,000 every two weeks. Rude. I think Connor McDavid is overpaid. I think he is too. I mean, I think it's kind of hey, ridiculous I'm sorry, because he did just turn 22. Uh, okay, well, I thought he had a birthday. But anyway, I agree with Heath. I think he's overpaid. Why? Because. The Edmonton Oilers are in cap hell. They can't afford to 
get a team around him because they're paying him so much. To point that out, to, to give that as an example, Edmonton currently has $51,000 of projected cap space. And so we want to sit here and complain about P.K. Subban's contract. Look at Edmonton in a place where they're essentially saying, okay, we're going to use all our cap space, like Nashville, yeah. and you know, not going to throw this on Connor, but you sit here and look at it and they just have bad contracts. Yeah. Well, the thing was, I remember when it first came out, they go, we actually could have offered him more, but he signed a team-friendly deal at $12.5 million a season. Here's the crazy thing. I think, I, I fully believe that in three years that McDavid deal is going to look incredibly good. It probably will. It probably will when the caps go up and everything, but... It's going to go up, what, three, four a year? Right yeah. now, you're thinking, if you're an Oilers fan and you're looking at how bad your team is in the cap space right now, you're thinking it's a selfish contract, even though McDavid is so worth it. He is such a good player. So and, and here's the question. So you look at Connor McDavid, who's at 12.5, and then you look at the Preds and you look at Ryan Johansson, and he's at 8. Do we think McDavid is that much better than Ryan Johansson? Uh, McDavid's got yeah, 72 points good. on the year, and Joey has 42. He's 30 points better than Ryan Johansson. That's a good point. But then again, he, McDavid's the only point getter on that team. You're right. You look at Ryan Johansson, who's not having to carry the loader, the, so we think. We're and, even. The and then we look even. at this team without Ryan Johansson. That's good. And do we realize Ryan Johansson is maybe the most underrated player in the National Predators? He moves the puck up and down the ice so well. That is his gift. And he's solid on defense. Yeah. I think he's pretty – I mean, I, I don't know. I think you look at him and you can say – he. I guess he would be. I mean, when we – what game was – who did they play the other night? Uh, I forgot now. Florida, Florida Panthers, Panthers is when he wasn't um, there. You could tell because Philip Forsberg and Arvidsson both could not get – Set up for a puck to the net. I mean, no. Cal Yarncrow was centering that line yeah, for the first part of the Sissons game. Sissons, and I must say, this podcast is happening right after the Colorado Avalanche uh, played the Preds, and Colton Sissons played well with that top line, though they did score once. Victor Arvidsson did score. Did he? But, I, yeah, um, I wasn't it was a beauty of a round. Yeah. Oh man, RV scored that goal if he was the only one on the ice. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can't necessarily credit that. Here's my thing. You lose Ryan Johansson, two games suspended, you know, and, and you say, okay, let's see what this team is without Ryan Johansson. First off, is it a fair suspension Suspension for what he got? I think it's we're thankful it wasn't more. Obviously, it was not an intentional right. foul, flagrant foul at all. But for what it looked like on film and looking at all the comments on Twitter afterwards about how dirty Ryan Johansson is of a player – Kind of thinking, and I know some Predators PR people tweeted it too, about we should be thankful that he didn't get like five games. He could, if he would have hurt who yeah. he hit, he would have been suspended for five games. There's no, because it was on doubt. Mark Shifley, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on he would have gotten five, ten, like not ten probably, but five to seven games. I'll tell you, it, when you look at the play, and, and you know, you can sit there and read Twitter comments. I think when you look at the play and, and fast motion, I don't think it looked as bad. No, it doesn't. And, and then you look at it and slow, slow it down, man. It just looks like a slash over. I mean, the stick flexes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine me on the But okay, so you look at all this and, and you say, okay, Joey gets. It's two games. In my opinion, it's a fair suspension. Yeah, yeah. It, is. He, he, I agree. it wasn't intentional. No, he doesn't have a record or a background of it. No, I mean, I don't think Johansson ever did this intentionally. No. But I understand Johansson is as. He's physical. He's, he's out physical. there doing his job. He's also been lucky to never get anything like this happen yep. before because yeah. his stick flails are really He, he gets so, so many slashes. He, he's floppy, man. It's because he's. Okay, is he lazy? Do you he, think it's because he's He might lazy? be a little bit. It feels like he's a lazy skater when you watch him on the ice, and he works hard. Like, I no discredit to yeah, Ryan Johansson. Absolutely, Joey. But, Jones. man, he just skates like he's hurting all the time. I don't know <laughs> if that's his style, but it just looks painful. But then you watch him in the playoffs, and I don't think he looks No, like it's like, like I try yeah. in the playoffs. He's like, I've been doing cardio the past six months getting ready for the playoffs, and then it's just, boom, playoff hey, Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we recorded last, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen the Johansson suspension. Mm-hmm. It's been four games since we last recorded. We had the Caps. We Good had um, Winnipeg. the Winnipeg Jets. We had the Florida Panthers. Colorado. And we had Colorado earlier this afternoon. Two and two. 
There were some good wins and there were some bad losses I mean, in the four games. They were stretch. extreme. I mean, every single win or loss was by three goals. Caps, we beat by five. Winnipeg, we lost by five, four. Florida, we lost by three. Colorado, we won by three. But the Florida game, we lost by three. But Man, but that was a horrible. Like, that was a bad game. That was a bad game. Pecorino, I agree with Heath. Heath looked over. No, I'm not saying it was his fault. But like Heath looked over me and he said, I haven't seen Pekka that mad he was in a mad. while. You could just tell by his body like, language. No, no, yeah. There was a point where he would normally go get the puck off an, after an icing or whatever or track it to make sure it doesn't hit the side of the net or something. He just sat right in the middle. He didn't do anything. It was over. you I mean, could tell mad. it was a frustrating night for um, him. But the he team. got no help that game. No. The I'm defense all, was pitiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm also starting to think that the Washington win was not great. Let me give you an example. Washington lost to Columbus on Saturday They're in strong. overtime. The following Monday, they had a home game against St. Louis, lost four to one. The next night, they were in Nashville, lost seven to two. Last the next. Friday in Washington lost two nothing. Yesterday, Sunday in Chicago, they lost eight to five. I saw. Wow, they're struggling. I don't know if that win against Washington was any good. Probably not, because I mean how they're how they're going and how they were going and still are. I mean that's like playing this Preds team when we were slumping. I mean anyone could have beat us. And so that makes me wonder: is this little two and two stretch actually worse for the Preds? It could be. I mean, because it gives you a sense of hope that they're actually good or... I mean, I'll take the win and the points any day. But, yeah, uh, the false hope thing could have... It could happen. Because, I mean, you look at that three-game home stretch, which is really the... It's a, it's a tough January because they don't have many home... How many home games? I think five this in January. Four or five, yeah. Uh, I'll, um, I'll check that real quick. But... You look at it and you say... Yeah, four they home really, games in January. Yeah. I mean... They that Capitals game, yeah, you could almost say it's a, almost a failed home stretch because I mean, or a home stand because you get basically blown out really bad against Winnipeg, really bad against in the Florida. biggest game of the in yeah. the biggest game of the, January. And, and if you want to know something funky about the Winnipeg game, is prior to that game, David Poyle had said something, which obviously we're going to get to later, but. What he he wanted to see how his team would come out against Winnipeg. Yeah, and if some if they would have done well, he would have liked it. If he didn't, he he, he that's when he started contemplating on. I tell you what, things. though, watching the Preds play today versus Colorado, they look solid, and that's without Joey yeah. and Kyle Turris. Yeah, and they look solid. Like they shut down the Landis Gog McKinnon ranting in line. They it was like they were just another. Second or third line out there. I mean, they were unheard of. And to be fair, Colorado is three, five, and two in their last. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, they're struggling hard. bad yeah. right now too. Nashville is, currently has an eight-point cushion on second place in the Central. Yeah, this, this, the true test for this hockey team in the last two weeks, or I guess last week, is going to be the Golden Knights in Vegas. Golden Knights are hot. Yeah. Right now, Vegas, yes. Vegas, Vegas is, is hot right now. So Wednesday night, Wednesday in, night in Vegas. in Vegas is going to be a very big game for the Predators because you remember they have the exact same record at the moment. Um, they have a game going on right now, but uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights. Remember they they started up average at best, and they just t- turned it on here in the last couple weeks. Uh, Vegas lost to Minnesota. Did they lose? Yeah, okay. four two. So the Vegas lost then. Wow, games are so early, but. Right? It's still not if Vegas is still doing very well in their last, you know, 10 15 games. Yeah. So we'll see how they come out against Vegas. They just beat Pittsburgh on Saturday 7 to 3. Yeah, they're 8-2-0 yeah, in their they're, last 10. They're, they're really they're, good right now. They're hot. And so you're going to see, I think as time goes on, you're going to see this national team, who are they? Yeah, I mean you 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 have to cuz you can't I can't really say those four, four games in the past are really good tellers of how this team is. Yeah. This Vegas game, and, and, and you know, you got Florida after that, and it's not a big game, but Dallas maybe. Dallas is kind of getting up there a little bit. Here's, here's something to discuss that is interesting. We talk a little bit about the Winnipeg game. Kevin Fiala played 11 minutes in that game. That was rough. This is against, interesting. Against the your, your top team that you're probably – 
The if team you you're to behind to in the Central if Division. If you want to go to the Stanley Cup final, you're gonna have to go through. You Winnipeg. have to. It goes through Winnipeg. I, I know when Cole and I were sitting there in the third period, he was like, "I don't see Kevin Fiala." Yeah, I was. Yeah, we were. Oh yeah, I it, guess were you there? Yeah, I, I was. At the <laughs> 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 yeah, we're like, wait, where's Kevin? <laughs> Literally, I, we looked at the bench. We're like, we don't, we don't see him. Like, is he sitting in the dressing room? Did Lavilla? I think him? he played. The whole twenty seconds of that third period. But you know, it's a good thing for As him. As we were losing. Oh, I know. It's he needed a good to be thing for him. Yeah. He played. He has played terrible. Listen, listen to his last couple games. So he played seventeen minutes versus Florida. He played eleven versus the Jets. I, so in those games, he he's played a, he's played very little. I guess he played a little bit more versus Florida against a less physical team. He his last goal was January seventh in Toronto. Um, since then. The Predators have played, uh, you know, six games, seven. He has not scored in seven games. Um, he's had a couple of assists. He's been minus one. Um, Man, he's he, he's minus everything right now, in my opinion. Yeah, he's he's I a mean, he's back down to a minus ten plus minus right now. He was now. minus fifteen what at the beginning of like two weeks ago or something. I'd also like to spit something out. You said what Fiala's on a seven game not scoring streak yeah. right now. I mean, Nick Benino said in his post-game interview today, he's like, you know, sometimes you go 19 games without scoring and then you have stretches like this. He was referring to Nick Benino's last six games. He has five goals, three assists, eight points, and a plus-nine rating. He's, he's, real. he's on fire. He started out the year not scoring. What yeah. was it, 19 games? Yeah. He yeah. scored him finally in Arizona, yeah. got a fluke goal, like 19 games into the he's year. Done, he's done very well this year. His stats, he already has almost matched his stats. From yeah, he has out. 13 goals and 13 assists. And his plus-minus is plus 23. Talk about a guy who plays defense. Yeah. I mean, he needs to play defense. it's what we talk about all the time. You get these players that come in from other teams, and it takes them a year to acclimate to this team's style of play. You look at Nick Benino's 71 games. Ryan Hartman's. Ryan Hartman was the same way. I mean, he's got nine goals, seven assists, but he's got a plus four. He's on the ice more for scoring than not. So, I mean. Here's a question to think about. Would you rather have a player like Kevin Fiala, who you know is going to be skilled, who you know you can toss him out there in the shootout and he has a good chance of scoring, who you know you can do this and that and you can toss him on your power play, or would you rather have a guy like Nick Bonino who is going to just be solid all around, even though he might not have that just skill level that's like pow, pow, goal, goal here, goal here. If I had to pick one for my street hockey team, I would pick Nick Benino because he's more consistent. But, man, I tell you what, and there's also with the P.K. Subban thing on Facebook, there's also a lot of trade Fiala because he's sucking compared to last year and whatever. <laughs> but the dude's 22 years old. I mean – I don't want to trade him because I feel like he has so much potential to still give. He's got growing to do. He he's gonna get better. He's not gonna get worse. What is what? Do, and we talked a little bit about this last week. But what does his contract look like for next season? Yeah. Well, I guess the summer theoretically. But uh, he, I think he's gonna want a lot of money. He's, I think. He, he, in his brain, I think he's better than If he, he had last yeah. year's season this year where it was 23 goals, 25 yeah. assists, we'd be paying him close to $5 million, $6 million. But I think, think with, I the, think with the way he's playing this year, give him a $2 million contract he if he wants to stay in Nashville. He needs to think for himself right now because this is where a guy makes or breaks himself. Yeah. If he is in this point, he is either about to become a dud in the NHL yeah. or – or he's about to become a superstar. Does he want to sign? Because right now he's at a point where he could probably sign a term deal for less money. Yeah. And the thing is, if you stay in Nashville and play and take your two million, you're gonna play with such better talent in Nashville than you will taking five million at another team. I'm not gonna rail on the Panthers, but if you take a five million dollar contract with the Panthers, who are you? Yeah. Like, your name isn't big. You're just another guy. And you're not playing with talent. Like, Kevin Fiala will do better. If the Fiala-Turris-Smith line ever gets healthy, I believe Fiala will get better. Oh, absolutely. And when that happens, man, Fiala's going to be dangerous again. And we're going to see it. And he just needs to take, like, the two, two and a half mil, whatever the Preds offer him, which isn't going to be much unless he just 
throws a goal a game for the rest of the season, but that's not going to happen. But you can't sign him to no. I don't think after this season, you you can't sign him more than four million dollars a year at the moment because you don't want to get locked. You can sign him to no. You probably can't. As a fan, (laughs) if he signed for more than three million, I would seriously question the Preds and be like, David, what's up? Even even at that point, three million. And no, maybe three, not three, four. If they, for some reason, decide to shell out $4 million on Kevin Fiala, you're going to be stuck with him for a while because no one's going to want him if he just fails. Here, here's the thing. Here are the people you have to re-sign at the end of this year. Ryan Hartman, yep. Kevin Fiala, Rocco Grimaldi, Colton Sissons. This might sound ridiculous. Maybe. I don't know. People can hate on me. I'm taking Brian Hartman above Kevin Fiala. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Colton Sissons yep. above Kevin Fiala. Yeah. And for crying out loud, there's a chance I take Rocco Grimaldi. I, I knew Kevin you were about Fiala. to say I that. I think you could take Rocco Grimaldi above Kevin Fiala right dude's, now. Dude's a the, mini The way he plays, he plays with so much passion. He, he wants to be up. He wants to play the game. He wants to have that roster spot. Because he's been turned down so many times. He's got four goals and four assists in the small time he's been here, and that's plenty for me because he's trying so hard. What is his plus minus? Uh, I mean, but you got to look at it too. The the guy is five. Rocco six. Grimaldi's plus minus is minus two. Minus two. Okay, but you but, look at the lines he's on. Yeah, he's not playing. He's played thirty-two games. Yeah, he's been here thirty-two games. But then you wow. look at Fiala. He's minus ten. Yeah. He's normally on the second line. And Fiala's played 51 games. I guess, see, I guess when you look at it, Kevin Fiala has been doing a lot better than Rocco Grimaldi when it comes, when it comes to scoring. Correct. When you well, look, I mean, yeah, he's got some assists. When you're looking at fourth liners, I mean, come on. Mika Salamaki has five more games than Grimaldi, and he has less points. He has a better plus minus, but he has less points than Rocco Grimaldi. Grimaldi is, has eight points in the year compared to Kevin Fiala's 28. Yeah. Right. And I think a part of that is just the ice time Grimaldi versus Fiala gets. Um, Fiala has 20 assists. Yeah, he does. I'll tell you, we're sitting here just trying to destroy Kevin Fiala. I'm trying to save him because I think he has a lot of potential. He does, but it's a very risky deal with Kevin Fiala right now because we all know he always starts slow. You don't know how much you sign him for. You don't know what he's worth, and you don't know what he's going to be in the future. So do you trade him to get that guy for playoffs? Because we're going to have to get – Poyle's going to pull someone in for playoffs. Who is it going to be? I have no idea. You have to find somebody. You can't trade Kevin Fiala. I hate to say that. You can't trade him. No, No. he's too young. If he was 28 and doing this, yeah, I, by all means. But who do you get rid of? Like, who do you ship off? Honestly, if, I, if it was just, okay, pick your player to ship off, buy Mika Salamaki. I'm sorry. You have to find somebody that can get in front of that. Because every time I watch this power play from the Predators, it is a, it's embarrassing. Nobody goes to the front of that. They take shots, and it's just wide open. You yeah. only can see it all day. Well, when you look at – yeah, it's, it's really bad. You've got to get an headphone presence. You look at the year we went to the Stanley Cup in 2016-2017. We had a power play. We had a – Well, goodness yes. gracious, yes. That is awful. We are – I saw that going into this game. Yeah. Or like during, it was like 0 for 21 yeah. in the last 21. And, yeah. But that's aside. You look at our team and what we need right now. If you're going to make a trade – and you look at the 16-17 year, Nashville made two trades that meant anything. One of them was you gave up a fourth-round pick for Vernon Fiddler. Mm-hmm. That was worthless. It was it was essentially worthless. Fiddler yeah. did not do much. There's, he I, I guess he scored a big goal in St. Louis. Yeah, he did. Um, There's one more. His I death. And then you also gave Felix Gerard, who is not – I don't even know yeah, what I don't he's doing. Do. I don't think anymore. he's doing I, – I believe he went to um, – Colorado, and he's not on their roster. I don't think they're active roster for Cody McLeod. That was, I think, is somebody they have to find again. We need another Cody McLeod for playoffs, especially to keep up with Winnipeg. And it's not because of his goal scoring, because the dude had four goals in 2016 17. Also, shout out to Vernon Fiddler. You were a waste. You had one goal and a minus four. Hey, don't beat me on Vernon Fiddler. He he was essentially there for depth. He was yeah, there he, for he was veteran a depth presence guy. and depth. Is that what is that what this team's missing? It might be, but then again, you look at it and you say, also another yeah, it one might be actually another worthless one. Pa Parento. No, yeah, uh, no, not really. Look at his stats. I mean, yeah, but uh, he was a decent acquisition. He was a healthy scratch throughout most of that season. It, yeah. uh, all this is one of those things. 
you you know, maybe you need to make a roster move. Maybe you need to go out and get yourself a guy who's going to be mature and can lead. Right now, your oldest players, and I'm, I'm trying to, to pull this up. Right now, your oldest players, you're looking at uh, Dan Hamnews mm-hmm. and Pekka. Yep. And those are your two oldest players. I'm sorry, what playoff experience... That's depth playoff experience. Is Dan you also have. miss. I know he no. came back last season. Mike Fisher. You miss a Mike Fisher. You miss him because I mean he had dude. been do the Stanley Cup Finals once with Ottawa. He's a leader. That's the. I'm not railing on Roman Yossi here, but Roman Yossi, I don't think he has the veteran. He doesn't have as long as obviously he hasn't been in the league that long, um, but I think. Mike Fisher just kind of knew what he needed to do. Obviously, I guess also Mike Fisher got hurt throughout the playoffs. But then again, Roman Yossi is 28 and has made a run to the finals and two deep yes second yeah. round runs. So is it's that not it? really a fio- or not a fio- it's not really a Roman Yossi thing. I think you're missing because now you've got Ryan Johansson, Ryan Ellis. Matthias Ekholm and who else is on the leadership group besides Pekka? Uh, Johansson. No, 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 not Johansson. No, no, Forsberg. Forsberg is on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you really don't have many guys that have you know you've went to the Stanley Cup Finals with them, but you don't have many guys that have really had those deep playoff runs, which I guess we have in the last. This entire team is basically the same, but you miss somebody like a Mike Fisher. So who? And this is a good question to ask. Who in the NHL right now, if you're the Nashville Predators, is that older guy who's made the run that you can afford, that you're willing to say, okay, I'll give you a prospect, I'll give you this, because we want to make a run at it? I was just about to skip to that topic. You know, I don't – I'd have to take a a look at it. You know – We have the cap space. We have $6.5 million. And the current cap space, we have $15 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our cap space is good right now. So when you look at it, man, I'd love to get a player. He's not old. He's not big. I mean, you're going to have to go old, I hate to say it. I think you're going to have to go at least 30. I was going to say Ryan Nugent Hopkins because I want a goal scorer. But he's no, not. no. I, you know, I know we had talked about it the other day, but after I had to go back and look at the uh, uh, cap what, and how much he's being paid, I don't know if you want to give up that much. That is six, mi- he's that $6 million. Dollars. And have that taken on. Um, you know, you, you really look at it. Maybe you try to pull – I hate to say this. Maybe you try to pull somebody off the Blackhawks. You know who I would love? And and this is just ridiculous, and it would never happen. But the guy I would love – to go just because this team's not selling. I would love a guy like Joe Thornton. I, yeah, I thought, I thought the same thing. Jumbo Joe in a Nashville but, Predators. But he would form. add so much – Physicality That's is huge. the guy you're looking for. Yeah. But the thing is, you got the They're Sharks sell- making a They're run at selling. us. The Sharks are not a selling team. You're not going to get it. So but look at a team like Chicago. Or Anaheim. Is Anaheim ready to sell yet? I would say. Uh, no, not yet. And you, I don't know who you go get from Anaheim. You know, you could. Gitslab get, is signed for too long. Yeah. Their contracts are just atrocious. You know, maybe you can go look at. How does. How are um, Anisimov's stats in Chicago this year? They're, you know... He's getting paid four mil. That's not a bad thing to take on. Anisimov, he has eight goals, 14 assists, and 22 points with a minus three. Uh, the minus three because he's on the Blackhawks. Well, yeah. Um, you know, maybe you go get a... To throw this out there, he was not on... He wasn't on the teams. For yeah. Uh, he was on Chicago summer, that went to the. Yeah, you're right. He was. He played for Chicago 2015-2016 was his first year, and so. So what are you thinking? Like a you're not going to get a Brent Seabrook or anything. Well, no, or Duncan Keats because they're paying them too much. Yeah. Um, Duncan Keats getting five point five right now. Yeah, and so you don't want to take that on either for basically a third D pairing. You know what? New York Rangers, hi. We want Cody McLeod back. <laughs> we just need a guy to get some penalty minutes for us. But sadly, they're bad enough where they probably actually halfway think about that deal. Goodness gracious. Can you imagine snagging Cody McLeod? 34 years old, $750,000 cap hit. You could essentially oh give gosh. him a fifth-round pick. And there's obviously not two. What if many. you go get Cody McLeod again? You could. Bring him right back. Bring him back. I don't care. You know, okay. He's, How funny would that be? This guy, I pulled him off. I was randomly looking through rosters today trying to think of who we could trade for. He's not old. 
He's six foot four though and two hundred and ten pounds. Alex Chieson, how do you say that name? He's from Edmonton. He's got seventeen goals and eight assists. So he's a goal scorer and he's big. You want that you want that size. Yeah, but what does he his, th- does he bring a He's getting paid six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> what are you losing? You're not losing really anything. Hey, here's the thing though. You need somebody that can hit. I think you looked at you look at our roster right now. And in reality, you look at Edmonton, and they talked about this the other day on the Steve Dangle podcast with the Leafs. How many Edmonton wingers make Nashville's team? Go through it. Go th- pull it up right now. You can start going I'm through looking the up. Edmonton the Edmonton wingers. Okay, let's look. Um, Milan Lucic. No, he's Pass. too old. Not not a good. I mean, <laughs> he signed through twenty two, twenty three at six million. <laughs> Way too much yeah. money for him. Okay, um, Nugent Hopkins is getting paid too much for what he is. He'd be like a third liner. And then he's yeah. a center. I mean, you look, you start going through it. Maybe Jesse Pugliarvi. Maybe. Maybe. But he's a young baby who they're still trying to raise up. You just go through. <laughs> their wingers are so bad, which. Brings me into a theory. Calgary sends James Neal to Edmonton in return. Listen to this. I, I've been thinking about how Calgary, because, you know, Neal has this $5.7 million cap. He's not producing in Calgary. They have him signed for five years. Here's my solution. Edmonton just signed Miko Kos- Koskinen. I saw that. 4.5 through 21-22. Yep. Talbot is currently making 4.166667. Which is awful because he is not good awful. right now. Calgary, let's be honest, Mike Smith is not where he needs to be. Calgary wouldn't mind having Cam Talbot as a backup goalie in this situation. Go ahead, trade Talbot for Neal. You're not having a huge... That's not off. a big cap space switch off right there. Not at all. Man, Cam Talbot's save percentage is 8 9 four. It's sad. I really like Cam Talbot, too. It's, and he's he has nine wins, 13 losses. It's not good. It's having a bad season, yeah. After last season. But you're right. You said as a backup. Sure, get Cam Talbot. And, so, and then you look at Calgary. They don't need James Neal right now. No. Edmonton needs James Neal right now. What if in that switch could just be what James Neal needs? Exactly. Like yeah. I don't know who James Neal even plays with right now on this uh, Calgary team. Yeah, like who are who's really on his line? Situation I can't him. even tell you who it is. Like um, you know, I, I just don't know. He he might just need a different place to play because he you might be on that James line. Neal on the wing of McDavid. Because I mean, oh, look, man. the reason James Neal. You'd be dead. Well, the reason James Neal got the money that he did is because a he was good in Nashville. B Vegas he made a he made a he solid Vegas solid. and he was a huge leader in that Vegas. So they're like Calgary was like, yeah, man, please come to Calgary. Here's five point seven five million dollars, dude. Nine months late there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a SpongeBob reference. Ben doesn't get that. No but uh, yeah, then they're like, SpongeBob. Then they're like, like wasting my brain cells. Yeah, then they're like, James, dude, why do you suck? Because you have five goals and six assists on our season, and we need you, man. Even though Calgary's sitting at like third in the league right now. Can you imagine what it would be like? Because they obviously don't need Neil to score. No. no. Can you imagine? He has a minus plus minus, so he's on the freaking F- physical. So if you were to yeah. sit there and throw him on a wing with McDavid, and the Oilers said, "Okay, we want to build something," or with Leon Drysital. He is going to be a great player. He would be a great player along either of those guys because it frees them up because you have a veteran goal scorer who you know can put the puck in the net right there waiting. If he wasn't so expensive, I'd love Nashville to get him. He's a leader. He's physical. He is a playoff person. And, oh, man. He's just too expensive. Unless Calgary Calgary could retain that salary, which I don't think they would. They won't. No. They don't have enough cap space. And they're not going to have enough cap space because they really – they're about to have to resign. (gasps) They have to do something. They're about to resign Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk. Matthew to Kachuk. And Sam Bennett needs resigned. Kachuk's going to take up a lot of money. I mean, Kachuk's a big-name player. He's already got like 25 goals this season. So you know. and they have to if they want to stick with Riddich or Riddich, Riddich. Yeah. I mean his deal expires. Thank goodness for Calgary. Mike Smith is gone after this year. He's currently a four point two five zero 
cap hit in his current save percentage. How did they manage? Point eight eight eight. That is so bad. How did they manage to think paying him that much was a good idea? The only reason they're winning is because they have that Johnny Gaudreau line with Sean Monahan. I hate to say it, but Mike Smith was he was good in Tampa and he was good in Phoenix or Arizona. For about a season. It's because he flails around. Yeah. Yeah, he does, and he gets kind of mad. So, he has a temper tantrum, like some people. I just looked over Uh, the TV and flew over. To let everyone know, Heath, would you like to share what took place a few weeks ago when we were at stick time and you got scored on? Oh, goodness. I got scored on, and I kind (laughs) of took my stick... And broke it on the post and then stomped on it just to fully break it. And then claimed it broke. Yeah, and he claimed it broke. I was like, yeah. (laughs) These these goalies are just ridiculously mentally insane. Especially in stick time. Come on, man. (laughs) I don't like giving up goals, man. No. Hey, I sniped on you the time before last, though. That's all that matters. Yeah, getting that puck like an inch off the ground. Hey, I had no pegs. I had no pegs. I couldn't even get over there. You right? Like You're right. Horrible hockey player. Oh, we're trash talking each other. <laughs> clearly, clearly the hatred is flowing. But in saying that, goalies get mad. Mike Smith is just—he's a different breed. He's kind of like Tuukka Rask. Tuukka Rask—he's settled down on some though. He's the Flames got to do something to get rid of James Neal because yeah. the facts are simple. He's a cancer on their. He roster. is not a cancer. He's not not in, not in the locker room, but in their well. cap space. Okay. In their, in their, I didn't say in their locker room. In their cap space, he's signed longer than Johnny Gaudreau. I know, that's so depressing. Why do you think I'm saying what I'm saying, man? He's a cancer in the cap space. They've got to dump James. They have to jump yeah. dump James Neal. James Neal will not be on that team next year unless they essentially are sitting here saying that that by the player. loss of Mike Smith. But then you have to also re-sign a goalie. You're going to have to sign someone. They have to dump cap, and it's going to have to well, be James Neal. Well, the thing is, Neal. we said that like players get better after, after they adjust. Like Kyle Turris got better after he was here a little while. But James Neal has no one to play with, so unless they get players there for James Neal, which why are you going to build a team around James Neal in the first place? But let James Neal go somewhere where he's going to be better. Edmonton. I agree. That'd be great. I think Edmonton is the destination. Could you imagine a, like, Neil McDavid and who, Dreisaitl? Lucic. Lucic one? <laughs> oh, gosh. Lucic. The worst. Speaking of contracts to dump, Milan Lucic. So, apparently, what a waste. James Neal was supposed to be on the first line. But then they've moved him around a lot, apparently. Well, like Lindholm is getting good. They don't know if they're going to stick him on the second, the third, the fourth line. Um, that Lindholm deal is so good. So, oh, yeah. You know, and Lindholm. Lindholm, Lindholm 4.85 until 23-24. Yeah, that's that's good deal. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. I don't know. They, they have to figure something out. Um, they'll eventually get there. They're really a superpower in the West. The thing is, you look at Toronto versus Edmonton. If you're Edmonton, you've been just as bad as Toronto for the last 10, 12 years, right? Well, not maybe not that long. But you, you can say that Edmonton has completely failed when they've drafted. They haven't failed when they've drafted, but they've traded terribly. Taylor Hall. Can you imagine McDavid and Taylor Hall playing together? Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall for a defense But player. Adam Larson... Adam Larson is not even that good. No, not really. And I don't even like Taylor Hall. I'm speaking good about Taylor Hall. Hey, I'll tell you what. All these teams, if you look at a situation like Edmonton and like Toronto, do you trade McDavid? It's going to be very hard to trade. I've heard this on other podcasts, the whole do you trade McDavid thing. It's literally 50-50 because some people are like, yeah, dump him because you need the cap space. But then if you – why – are you stupid enough to dump the best player in the NHL? That's okay, the maybe you don't dump McDavid, but do you dump Drysaddle? Do you dump Lucic? Lucic? No one's no one not, wants you him because he's like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you have to buy that. No one wants him. Too bad. Unless like LA Kings are picking up there, they're old, and they take stupid contracts. Do you dump? You know, you dump Ryan Nugent. Do you literally dump all these contracts? Out the door, restart. tank, and just restart completely. You're, you're going to have to. Build up draft. I mean, think about it. If you were to say if they can draft him, to someone, hey, we'll give you Leon Dreisaitl for 
I'm trying to think of who needs another piece. Like Carolina is a piece away from being a good team. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at Carolina and said, "Hey, we'll give you Drysaitel if you give us your first round pick and yep. a good prospect." And maybe a third round pick or something like that, and grab that. You trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins for another team. Who's yep. another team who could use Nuge? Um, I think Colorado could. Colorado, don't. Oh man, that until be until fair. they decide to they have to sign Miko Rantanen, and there goes the rest of their cap space. Well, that too, but you know, I mean, Miko Rantanen's about to take a lot of their cap. Anyways, beside the point. Maybe not Colorado. You dump them off somewhere. Are you are you going through this whole idea of what Toronto did of saying, hey, let's completely restart this entire thing and and, and build a team? Because now you look at Toronto and you have you build a team where your hometown you boys want to come back. You have a good head coach. You have a great and head coach. Edmonton has a good head coach now. Which he's not sticking around. No, but he's decent enough to keep them afloat. Man. Send Ryan Nugent Hopkins to the Arizona Coyotes. They got the room. Let him do it. They got the room. Their, their projected that, cap space is six and a half million. Their current cap space is sixteen million. But do they have the actual money to do it? Probably not. Probably not. Because they don't sell tickets they and don't. they don't have the TV deals. No, they no. continue to change. But if they, they get good, that'll change. I mean, look how bad the Preds yeah. were. Eight years ago, and attendance was down. We were not Arizona. We were not Arizona. They, they, the Predators Arizona. have never been Arizona. Um, the problem that we've made playoffs consistently. But the thing is, look in the last four or five years, you put a good product on the ice. Look how much the like publicity of the Preds has gone up. Arizona just needs a better product on the ice, Arizona, and it's going to take the, better. The players. other thing is, Arizona is too far away from downtown Phoenix. When we went out there, you know, no, it's so, not. All those Cardinals fans go. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean that's a that's a eight times a year you drive out. Didn't somebody tell down. us that they drove an hour and a half to get there? It's like an hour and a half from for like, twenty miles because 20 it's miles. it's yeah. twenty miles from Glendale to Phoenix. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's the traffic that they said was so bad there. But yeah, anyway, that's besides the point. This next part, I just want to get to it. We're gonna make this quick. No jumping around. Do the Preds make any moves at the trade deadline? Who? What is one player? that you think would be moved from the Preds during this trade deadline? I have no idea. I don't either. But if I had to guess, if th- that's the thing. They don't need to give up the cap space. No, like, we're, we're not cap – we're not in a bad they position. Could, they really need to give up. No. So do they give up someone small? Do you give up one of those extra D guys that you have scratched every night because you got a couple? I hate to say it, Anthony Batetto, Matt Irwin. One of them is probably not going to be here at the end of the season. Um, I don't think you do. Because you don't want to lose that depth going into playoffs. No. No, I don't think so either. To me, my opinion, and and we can judge me and think that I'm wrong in saying it, I currently don't know if Nashville needs to go out and get We don't know. We really don't. They've been so inconsistent, though. But will Poyle do it? I think think he will. If you do it... You just need somebody. You're in a bad position this year because your guys who are scratched every night can't clear. Like they, right. they're not. They have to go through waivers. Yeah. So you're not in a place where you can just go out and get another guy. Yeah. Who you can send another guy to the minors and then deal with it there. You're sitting there in an awful position where your roster now is what you have. And going you're gonna have playoffs. to live with it basically. And you know this team is good because they've done it before. Like you know, we have the talent on this team, and we are fully healthy to be dangerous and to be the best team in the NHL. But we are just we're so inconsistent right now. It hurts you my can't, brain. You can't. You you cannot put. It's gonna take a lot to tell me this team is gonna have to make a trade. Yeah. I mean, the teams that you're playing as of late really can't... You can't tell me if they... We're not that desperate for a trade. We just need to do better. I'm gonna tell you right now, if Tampa goes out... Let's think of a team... If Tampa does go out... Yeah. Okay. Let's let's think about this. Let's think about this. Tampa goes out, loses to Toronto, 4-2. Big loss, whatever. Tampa looks at it and says, we're missing the piece to beat Toronto, a team that we're probably going to have to exactly. go through, or Boston. That's how you have to look have at to. it. And Tampa's not going to make a move. Why? Because we look at Tampa from an outside view. We're like, that is a perfect team. They have Ryan, They have the defense of McDonough and Heaven. They have the forwards of Kucherov, Stamkos, yeah. and, and Braden Point. They're not going to make a trade. No, they have no need to. Nashville probably doesn't have a need to make a trade. Yeah, because But you know what? All those fans did after the Winnipeg game, they went insane. 102-5 went insane. 
everyone went insane. I went insane on the radio. I called into 1025 and went off because Jared Stillman decided that he was going to shake in his boots about losing to Winnipeg 5-1. to one. And it's I said, it's one game. Look at the past games. We're 7-7 seven seven in our past 14 with them. We're even. We're deadlocked. We can beat Honestly, this team. We beat, if, Ryan Ellis said it. We beat them 3 to nothing if, at the beginning of the year. What's to say that team Winnipeg exactly. and the Predators played 10 times in a game in game 7 it would be 5 and 5 split i think i think you're right I there think, is, I, these I are two very good, good hockey teams basically the same the only difference between winnipeg and nashville is winnipeg has got height and they're kind of a heavy team but let's okay let's be honest about this really quickly if you look at the two teams i would say nashville probably has more skill throughout it the lineup probably does. and winnipeg's probably bigger and that just balances each other out the only other thing i could say with winnipeg is they i think they do have a little bit more veteran leadership I agree. Then the National Predator. Dustin Bufflin. And you, and you, yeah, Is I mean, dirt. yeah, well, okay, yeah. For listeners out there who don't know, I harassed Dustin Bufflin and called him a piece of dirt in front of his parents, and it was awkward. Yeah, his, was his parents were right behind us at the uh, playoff game last year, so See that was my fun. Twitter. Anyways, besides the point. I mean, but did you're you, right. you, you, you can't, it's hard to make, tell this team is going to be, needs a piece, because then you look at the schedule in February, you're playing Dallas. Arizona, Dallas, St. Louis, Detroit, Montreal, Vegas. Don't Dallas, we play Winnipeg twice before the end of the season, both at Winnipeg? Yeah, yeah. It, I think we, it's in April. Yeah, we play them two more times. It's not in April. No, it's in, Mar- it's it's in, in March. March. If we, we, if we split that one and one, I'm not scared. No, you no. don't need to. Now, you're, no reason no, to be scared. March will, t- even though it's going to be after the trade deadline, th- March will be the time when you realize if te- this team needs somebody or not. I'll tell you what is really fascinating to me. We can sit here, we can be scared of a lot of teams. As Nashville Predators fans, but we swept our series with Tampa. We've given them two losses. We we destroyed Toronto, made them look silly. Colorado can't beat us in their own house. How many other we people? We shut out Winnipeg at one point. How many other fans of other hockey teams look at Nashville and go, "We've got to play Nashville tonight." Yeah, we might be up a creek. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, to be honest. Because that's the and I think that's we, what we've built. We're very, you know, we're spoiled at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yet last week we started out our show saying we are biased Preds fans. I think we're so biased that we have lost sight of how like the reality of this team. Yeah, it, it's it's hard too because you get so used to winning and then you start losing like we have. Yeah. In the last two Like, months. from the outside looking in, if you, if it's the first round of the playoffs and you're a diehard Colorado Avalanche fan, you're shaking in your boots because you know that you're probably you not going to be Nashville. You got one line, and that line didn't show up today to play because we won 4-1 to one against them. Yeah. And we've – Pekka's like 7-0 and in his last seven games uh, against Colorado at Pepsi Center. Yeah, that's unreal. That's unreal. I, okay, really quickly, moving on. We got really excited about the Jets there. It's going to be amazing. I want us to really quickly – I really want us to quickly go into this idea of uh, – we had a question on YouTube, which nope. if you if you don't know, we are on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're currently on SoundCloud. Um, hopefully you're listening to this on iTunes. We're going to be on iTunes shortly. The question is, how do you guys think Florida's season would have gone if Trocek was healthy for the majority of the season, and what goalie should they go for? I'm going to touch on this really quickly. Uh, Trocek last year played in 82 games. He had 75 points with 31 goals and 44 assists. That is really good. It's really good. The problem is, is the Panthers are 12 points out of a playoff spot, and I don't know if that is good enough. I don't know if – I don't think him – because when, when he had asked it, I, I started thinking about it. I don't think one player is going to make that team make the playoffs. You look no. at it, they have to find – they have to start – they need to rebuild because they're kind of in this – what the Predators have been. Slam my phone on the ground. Uh the Predators, you know, like in 2000 and basically throughout their entire existence, this isn't Florida. It's kind of Florida situation right now where they're in this – we're average, so we're getting decent draft picks, but we aren't so bad or we're getting the top five draft picks. Yeah. I don't really – I haven't looked at the standings as of late. I don't know where they're at in the standings. They're, yeah, but, they're, they're they, 12 points out of a playoff spot. They're Yeah, they're – Quite up. Oh, they're pretty far at the bottom. So they, they'll get a decent draft pick. But, you know, it, I don't think Trocek by himself can make that team. No, he's not, not. Now, they do need goaltending. Here, okay, I did the research on this. I have a solution for him. Oh, no. 
Robin hmm. Leonard's deal expires. And, He's a good goalie. And, and for New York Islanders this year, Hopefully. he and Grice have split games, and both of their save percentages are in the top ten in the NHL. Robin Leonard needs a starting job. Is Florida the place for him? Is Florida a place? And they've got to get rid of a Luongo or Reimer deal, to be honest. Yeah. Do you send find a way to send Luongo back to the island? The place where he originated. He could. They have plenty of cap space. They have $9 million in cap space. That's not a bad place for Luongo to sit as a backup, let's be honest, to, to Grice. And and so to answer your question there on YouTube, I don't think that Trocek um, Definitely not. could have made a difference, uh, a, t- a full difference. I don't think he makes a season difference. No. I think your difference comes if you can get a better goaltender. You have and to I find think, a goaltender. I think Leonard might be your answer for that. I, I, I mean, I just think that, that he needed a place. He needs to get out of New York. I think that, that he's in Buffalo. Now he is in the Islander. I think he would look good in Florida. Get some warm, get some sun. Um, get take the, the vitamin total B. pressure off of them. Um, I mean, like the New York City pressure. They're living. Florida's living off of James Reimer. <laughs> sorry, Roberto Luongo. Um, sorry, we're currently watching this Florida Panthers game. There's well. a fight going TV, on. I guess. Yeah. But, um, we get distracted so easily. But James, James Reimer and Luongo. James Reimer and Luongo both have over three point one zero goals allowed at the moment. They're both not good. I would take James Reimer. And I love Luongo. He's a great goalie. He's hilarious. He's just getting old. I would take Reimer. I I think you know honestly, what if the change of scenery was all it was, and you take Reimer and put him in uh, Florida? Because you look now, you look at Robin Leonard. He needed to change the scenery. He went from Buffalo, had a horrible season last yeah. year, and he's doing great now. Maybe it's Mitch Corn. I don't know. Everywhere Mitch Corn goes, he makes good goalies. Yeah. Good goalies. Um, maybe. I, I just think that for the Florida Panthers, they need to do something. I think they're a good team. They're just missing a few pieces. They are. Goaltending might be it. They need a little bit more up front. Um, Something else. Speaking of the Islanders, are you guys aware of yes. where the Islanders sit? Yes. In the I saw this the other day. Second in the first in the metro. Yeah, first, first in the, the metro, metro. Second in the league in the with a three-point lead. Yeah, over Columbus. Columbus is greatly the Islanders surprising. Do they have a shot? I think they do if they can go in hot. I think they do. They're golden. It can hold up. Will Barry Trotz be the first coach to win two consecutive Stanley Cups with two different teams? Is that like a stat? Is that a thing? Uh, that would be maybe for that would be insane. Like Montreal or somebody, but we're talking like twenty. I have no idea. Talk about how insane that would be if Barry Trotz won two back-to-back cups with two different. Do teams. Do I think he can do it with that team? No. No. I don't think the Islanders are good enough but to do if, that. But if what if they got that acquisition? Before the trade deadline, that made them a little better. Like, I don't see. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, just get Tavares back. Tavares is coming back home. No, um, I don't. I don't see New York Islanders being a long, far. They probably deep playoff team. They don't Keep in mind. They're eight two and zero in their last ten. They're hot now. Yeah. They're gonna die out. But I think it's really neat to see the Islanders atop the standings because they, they, they shouldn't two more times. Everybody had them bad this year. Or, I'm sorry, they played Columbus three more times. Who that could be a difference. Who could be a first-round matchup for them in playoffs? Yeah, Montreal uh, or Pittsburgh. Say, right now, right know. now it would be Montreal. Which, Montreal is sitting there. and, and Montre- That'd be a good series. Like Montre- series. Montreal's a good team. It'll be fun. Yep. Columbus and Washington would be fun again. Man, right now you have a Tampa-Pittsburgh first round. Man, which would be that, so fun. that would be fun. I think a lot of that would be super, uh, super fun. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just would love to see the Islanders uh, do something special this year just because they haven't done anything special. And it would be really neat if they could get uh, something in their old, their old barn. Um, the renovations. They don't need renovations. Yeah, they need they renovations more than they need a cup. <laughs> they did but imagine how cool it would be the last season that in would be arena cool. to win a Stanley Cup. That place that is so loud. Cool. It's a, it it's a, that's a scary place. It's a loud that's arena. Funny. The Jumbotron sucks, but it's a loud arena. And I'm also still pissed that it was $30 for two Diet Cokes. 
Well, yeah. That's but it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's New York. But but you know, the real story of the day is the Coyotes are on a three-game point streak. They're Ooh. four points out of a playoff spot, and they just beat the Leafs 4-2. to two. <laughs> They're coming for you. Anyone who's playing them in the future, we know the Preds can't beat them. They uh, had two games in hand in Vancouver, and they're only four points back. Yeah. They're coming. They're climbing. Arizona's. You think? Do you think Arizona's going to make playoffs? I think Arizona's going to make playoffs. Man. Do you really? Yes, I am locking it in. They're five, three, and two in their last ten. If Arizona can go eight and two in ten games, I think they make it. But right now, they're just not showing me enough to get to that point. There's I would no love it. I would love it. Can you imagine how amazing it would be if if you could have a Winnipeg Arizona first round? I would yeah. go to every game in Phoenix. Fun, fun times. Man, I miss Gila River. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. But, but, I mean, that would just be – of course, right now it would actually be Calgary um, and Arizona. But, man, it's looking like it's going to be Calgary, Arizona, if Arizona were to make it. Um, but in saying all of that, I think it would be really fun to watch the Yotes make the playoffs. I do it too, would. man. That would be a story. That fan base needs a deep run, maybe a Stanley Cup final. It needs a playoff game. appearance. Yeah. I mean, its last one was the Stanley Cup final. No, no, not final. Western, Western Conference, Conference final, final against two of the Chicago. In 2012 LA. against uh, I think it was Kings. LA. It's LA, been yeah. 10, nearly 11 years since Arizona's and made playoffs. That year, they beat the Preds Ten, in five games. Yes, they did. It was 2012. That's not 10 years. That was seven I years thought you ago. said 2008. Oh, um, sorry. No. I don't think they made playoffs in 2008. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just said 2008, and that's what got me. Oh. But, hey, let's be honest. You can pretty much throw any year out there, and there's a good chance the Coyotes did not. I mean, they had one. That is very true. Coach. That's going to change. No, it's not, Cole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, a big thing for me, at least today, is this isn't really a – I guess it's a team. It's a predator ordeal. But Laviolette getting his 600th career NHL coaching win. That's huge. He's one of of 20. He's the second U.S.-born head coach to hit that. There's only 20 coaches ever to do that. So congrats to you, Coach Lavi. We love you. You're elite. That's impressive. You were already elite, but you're still elite. We love you. I do want to touch on this before we wrap up, and this will be one of the last things that we look at in today's show. Um, If you made it this far, we appreciate you so much listening. Um, Ovechkin and Carey Price are skipping the All-Star game. What do you guys think about that? I don't think, you know. I'm not worried about it. I think you've gone so many times. Yeah, I think you, you, you. If you've gone. Three, four, five, six, whoever cares how many times. If you've done it before, you've gone through the experience, and you're Alex Ovechkin's age, take that off. If you if you yeah. want to go relax, dude, you've earned your time to relax. I am not hurt by you saying, nah, I'll skip the All-Star game. Especially if I'm a Caps fan. I'm like, yeah, please, kick your feet up, relax. I mean, yeah, yeah. we get suspended one game. Okay, there's an extra yeah. game. Yeah, take the game. Off. That's just an extra little extra time off. I'm going to say this, and I thought this was really interesting. Steven Stamkos. Man, that's saw, ramping up again. I saw this quote talking about the Panther Sharks game. I saw this quote, though, by Steven Stamkos about the All-Star game. He said he was shocked that he made the All-Star game, and then I quote, you cherish them because you never know when it'll be your last. Um, Yeah, I like that. I love it. I think that shows the type of guy Steven Samkos is. I think that that if you are sitting there, and and I know, I understand the rest thing, I think that makes sense. I think if your lifelong dream was to play in the NHL, then you get it. But do you also look at it from a... And and you go and you play in that All-Star game because that is something that when you look back... 30 years from now. You how many are, players you get to you play in the All-Star? I know there's a lot. It's, it, but, but when you think many? about it, not It's really not really a lot. lot. And it's a lot of them the same ones every year. Yeah. Um, and you think it's it, a And I, I don't want to put it like this, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like this. But you also think about, you know, like these young kids that go to these All-Star games. That all We want to see Alexander Ovechkin. We want to see Stamkos and all these players. And then they don't show up. Yeah. I mean... Think about how bad it is for the game to yeah. not have your best players yeah. want to go to the All-Star. And I know... They're, they're, I can understand it if you've been hurt all season yeah. and you need to take the time and off. And you're not making the All-Star game if that's right. the case. But, or if you just, for some reason, have like a week of something, I don't know. But maybe you think... I can I understand Ovechkin. He had, they went to the Stanley Cup final last year. I, I kind of understand it. 
But you want to see somebody like him go to the All-Star game. I'm not against them skipping, but I will go with what Ben said on, like, if you really love the game, you're not going to turn down the All-Star game. But I also get that if you've been there and done that and you just want the time off, dude, I'm not going to chastise you for it. Take your time. You've earned it. That's a good point. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of the Hattie Podcast. It, it really means a lot, especially if you got this far. I know I talked to a couple people who, who listened deep in the show and talked to me about things that they enjoyed in the show. Um, that means more to us than like we can put into words. The fact that you're willing to take you know an hour out of your day to, to turn us on, whether you're in the car, in your house, or whatever you're doing in your shower. Hey, there's nothing wrong with I listen podcast. to podcasts in my shower every yeah, day. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You're a weird person. Um, anyways, whatever you do, we're so thankful for you. Um, we're so glad that you took time to listen to us. and, and uh, Like, subscribe, share it with your friends if you liked what you heard. That's all I got. <laughs> and that was a man who has uh, been watching too many YouTube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you so much. Um, and we hope that you'll stick around with us and be here for next week um, for our next show. Y'all have a great rest of your night.